Get my stretchies out. Okay. It's Friday, August 6th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, Tyler? It's going great, man. It's Friday. Everybody yeah. likes a good Friday. Yeah. Dude, I'm stoked yeah, yeah. about today. I'm going to go on a fun adventure this afternoon, and fun. hopefully I know more about it. I can share next week, which is super cool. Just going to go look at some land. Nothing just like super crazy, but I'm excited. I'm stoked. Still exciting. Yep. Buy the toys for the land in advance and go check no, it out. Test work, drive it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Get your side-by-side. Take it out when you're checking it out. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to look at some places in West Texas, and if we end up getting some decent land... I cannot imagine the fun that would be had if we got like a couple side by sides to just race around, create like a mile and a half loop and there do like go. time trials, do <laughs> it's like literally some side by side racing in side by sides. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like with paintball guns. There you, know? you go. Like now you're talking. You have passengers that like shoot at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. Get some ramps, like build some stuff into the ground with a big tractor anyway whatever uh veering way off course here this is cool so kieran our uh, senior f- australian field correspondent gotta make sure you get the australian piece in there uh, because we have lots of senior correspondents out there in the field he pointed out though that on wednesday i believe i need to go double check this but i think wednesday was our 197th episode making today our 198th episode whoa yeah which uh, I'm gonna, means, time to shut it down. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's not week. how that works. <laughs> and I have a box sitting here next to me, which I can just almost touch with my foot. And, What's uh, in the, the box, Bewley? Yeah, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of old video game equipment. Oh, that's that, good. Uh, that our boy Bunks up in Alaska sent down here. And we've been waiting for some time to give it away. So I need to send him a photo of it all. He's I think he's going to write up a little thing about what each of them are. Maybe we'll talk about it on you know, on the 200th episode and uh, maybe we give some of that stuff away. I don't know. Can't think of anything else. Really? You got any ideas? What should we do for 200? Wow, man. I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Should we see if like uh, some big tech brand will sponsor us and maybe give something yeah. away to the listeners? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Those are always fun. Maybe Twitter will sponsor us. Listeners. They can, they yeah, can verify Jack? a few listeners. Come on, Jack. <laughs> Get in on right. this. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, today in tech history, August 6th, you guess the year. Here it goes. British computer programmer Tim Berners-Lee. I hope Ooh. you know that name. I hope that at least like triggers something in your brain. He posted a public invitation to collaborate on a system of interlinked hypertext documents accessible via the internet known as the World Wide Web. I don't think those <laughs> terms were used at that point, but anyway, Aww. what year was it? 66. Wow. 1991. Wow. Whoa. This is a lot later than that. Okay. So this is way after, I guess, I guess it's way, way after sort of the initial, uh, you know, inter-school linking. I was, I was way off. Yeah. I figured most things were proposed early, even though they didn't take off for a long time. Yeah. At least you, I mean, at least you knew about the inter-school linking and uh, CERN and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 1991, I I guess was. No uh, kidding. Was when it when it was that's that's got to be the like the first time my guess was behind where it needed to be yeah by a long shot go figure yeah. modern modern things i'm like how lucky are we that, that happened we, in the 1800s <laughs> how lucky are we that we actually grew up right when all this happened 
I know, would, right? You, it's just so like normal that? to us. It didn't even register. Well, I guess let me pose it this way. Do you appreciate that? Like we were in first grade whenever he published this. Um, wild. Or do you, do you appreciate that you grew up through the evolution and growing up of the internet? Yeah. Or would you have rather be in first grade right now where all these other things are already happening? No, I, I, well, I mean, I think everyone's going to have nostalgia, which is lying to you. Um, yeah. But I, I liked being a youth as this stuff matured because I think it gave us a lot of freedom to do well, learn about it uh, before controls are in place or things got crazy. I mean, sure. the when stories about a lot slowly, of that stuff. Right? As it develops. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of, but I mean, it developed so fast and, well, yeah. and I Sorry, wouldn't slowly pretend to have right been on the, the yeah. bleeding edge of any of that for a long time, but I think it was a super interesting time to be involved with technology and to be interested in technology. And in my case, to have parents that fostered that, but um, I, I have no perspective as to what that looks like now. I mean, I, I think there are things like that today, but if you ask really focused on like the internet and all of the things that came from sort of the, the initial to the hockey stick to get where we are today, yeah, that I don't think... I don't think websites are changing in in such a crazy way or or interhuman communication, right? Which was such a big deal when we were growing up. It really was groundbreaking to have electronic mail and right. everything being done over VoIP, and then you know consolidating to cell phones with all of their power and all of the flexibility to communicate. Like we we when we were young. We had to use pay phones to get a hold of our parents in certain situations. Yes, and I can our remember kids being... will never oh, experience anything like that. No, like I, I mean, I want to hear the anecdote, but yeah, but I think what our kids are going to see is going to blow us away. You know, in twenty years, thirty years, what was just starting now, and which we have an interest in you and I and, and Russ on the show, right? And I'm sure our listeners too, what we're talking about sort of just starting, the ones that make it as concepts, whether that's AR, VR, XR, or artificial intelligence and machine learning or blockchain technology, like the ones that, that are still being talked about in 30 years, what our kids will grow up learning about them and the hockey stick that's going to happen in those spaces will probably just put us on, a, on our seat, you know? Yeah. So, well, and that's, and what you just said, even the 30 years thing, because today marks 30 years since that day. Right. Mm -hmm. So see mm -hmm. how far we've come from nothing to where we're at in 30 years. Yeah. And again, to your, your point, like the exponential scale of how this stuff is growing and the speed and rate at which things are changing in 30 more years, which is just wild to think about. Right. Um, it's, well, it's, it's only going faster we'll have, too, yeah, right? Exactly. We'll have lived in one of the most interesting ages in all of human history. I, I think that that's opinion. arguably true. Um, what what will be because of the connectivity, right? And because of well, but what will be fascinating is seeing, and the specialization allowed, right? Like people people yeah, don't have to spend true. all day trying to find food to feed their family anymore. Right? We've <laughs> solved a lot of those things. Sure, now you have this global connectivity and global innovation and. Um, just it, scale and rate of change that's unheard of, un unbelievable. It feels genuinely special, but that's where, again, I think everybody 
just in a self-centric view. Like if you think about your lifetime, you think, well, yeah, of course, everything that happened in my lifetime, you know, facilitated whatever's happening today. I do think some major, major things happened in our youth that, I mean, it really is sort of the underpinnings of this explosion in new capabilities and better lives for everyone. Uh, there's a book I talked about before. Are you talking about Lightning Mario Kart? Or yeah, exactly. Give me some examples. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I talked about that that book before, the Enlightenment Enlightenment Now book. Um, oh yeah. And I I posed the question before uh, and and gave the answer, but it's basically like if you could choose any time in human history to be born anywhere in the world, the answer is unequivocally always today, as opposed to like rewinding the clock any amount of time, right? For sure. So I think it feels that way. But I think our children having this conversation 30, 45, 50 years from now, they will feel exactly the same because the things that are changing right now will be fundamental to these groundbreaking advancements that will, will exist when, when they're adults, right? And when they're yeah, talking about point. their kids getting into it. I mean, it, it isn't infeasible at this point to talk about material science that really changes the way that we interact with the world. Uh, brain computer interfaces that change how we communicate and how we interact with the world, right? Like, I think there's going to be a lot around that. Financial systems that are mind-bendingly different from the ones that we have today. Um, you can just say cryptocurrency, Tyler. <laughs> well, you don't have well, to say mind-bendingly different financials. I'm just kidding. Well, but but even if cryptocurrencies don't that. survive, it, it's pretty obvious at this point that there, there's good money in chasing this concept right yeah so um, joke. no it's i know, friday, I know. Joke. friday joke but um yeah I, I think i think the things we can't imagine right now might very well be normal in 30 years and so our kids will be talking about not understanding how life worked without having like an ocular overlay that gives yeah. them more information about the environment and connects them to people and helps them avoid danger or, or sickness or like the default state, not auto driving vehicles could be so normal in 30 yes. years that they're like, why would you ever drive? That's just, it's so dangerous, you know, like just it's, silly yeah. stuff. It's so interesting. The adaptable nature of humans as well. Like <laughs> if you can imagine somebody grow like, it's born in the 1800s, right? They immediately just they wake up, they assess their environment, you know, they observe, they orient themselves, they decide, they act, right? They've, they've got a particular OODA loop. And then you look at common today, right? If, if I had, uh, if I had, if I had, well, whatever, I'm not going to go down that whole thing. Like if you pull somebody out of the 1800s, that's already, you know, like 30 years old and bring them here, that's going to be an entirely different experience than somebody that's just born and they wake up and they're like, Prove it. oh yeah, of course you can video chat with somebody that's <laughs> in India. Um, you know, it's, that's totally normal that like that's, it's instant in your hand um, and yep. high quality. But yeah, I'm sure, you know, in another 30 years, babies will be born and immediately plugged into the matrix and they'll adapt <laughs> and, and uh, it'll be totally normal for them. But that was, that was a little bit of my electricity argument. production. And I think you're right that like, you know, at any point in history, you would say, you know, today is the, the greatest time to be alive. I think there's a few people out there and I, I always want to try to, I'm like perpetually optimistic. I'm forever bullish and try to like, look at the bright side of all things, but I try to steer away from the fear of things going too far and uh, 
suddenly not liking it, suddenly being on a ride I don't want to be on anymore and trying to eject and go find a hundred acres in the woods that I can just go sit on and look at the stars at night and sit by the campfire. So I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. Yeah. No, I, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. I do. I mean, I agree with you, right? This is an incredible time to be alive. Things are changing so fast and they're changing faster than they ever have in human history too. But again, I think if you, if you lob off the last 30 years, it it was probably true then as well. It just doesn't compare. I'm, I'm pretty sure the next 30 years are going to make us look slow too. And, And I think it's the speed of innovation and just the sort of limitless creativity of, the human mind that that continues to push that boundary and there will be things that we don't think are possible that are just mainstays in 30 40 years and in that that is fascinating because our, like our parents got to experience this their their childhood innovation may have been slower by comparison depending on the yardstick you use i suppose but they have watched all of this happen under their noses too they just aren't as close to it because yeah. of how old we were when the hockey stick really started to, you know, go exponential. Hmm. We, we are in, inextricably tied to it from a career perspective, from an, uh, you know, how we interact. That is an interesting it. point. And our children will be too. When will we stop riding the waves and just watch it? Yeah. Hmm. I wasn't thinking about that, but that's an interesting point. How everything changed. And basically you had a few generate a, a few, eras of generations across all the generations that were alive that it did not impact or that they rejected or that they just were just watched in. passively yeah yeah. Un- yeah yeah passively watched yeah huh yep all right yeah. it's um, cool it's a fun thought experiment yeah well thinking speaking of fun thought experiments i was watching this thing with my kids last night i don't know if you ever check out veritasium on um youtube no i don't I, mean, cool, I think I've seen it once cool in a while. It, isn't that, uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember the. Yeah. Premise. He's a former NASA scientist, I believe. Anyway, uh, he, he just looks at really interesting problems. Uh, there's cool. one that he was talking about that he posted about six days ago. It's called three N plus one. Have you heard of that in all of your like extra math and physics degrees and all that? I mean, I, that, conjecture. that, that equation isn't surprising to me at all, but what, no, what's, what's the, well, the concept what's is, the premise? What's the concept? Yeah. The premise is that it's an unsolvable uh, problem in mathematics and that any positive integer you can take and do and, and multiply by three and then add one. And if that number is even you divide by two, if it's odd, then you multiply by three and add one. And what they've seemed to show is that every number they think will end up in this four to one loop. So eventually it will all like some of them kind of spike up and some of them drop down, but they all end up down and going four to one. Because again, if, if the number is even you divide by two. So at some point, every number, it seems now they can't prove it, which is what's yeah, what cool. the whole interesting. Well, concept that's that's is. numerology math in general and numerology is the wrong word. For yeah. Me. But when you're doing, when you're doing math, did you coming up with a, a proof that the infinite number of integers will all act the same isn't feasible in, until you find something that it, it also you know encompasses the entire spectrum of numbers and that's yeah. the, the problem with stuff like infinity it, it's why it's why we're confident some i say we i say some are confident that there is an infinite number of primes as an example yes but we don't know that and yeah. we can't prove it until we stop finding primes 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have not done yet, but it and does an, take a very long time to find new primes. Yeah. And an infinite number of square rootable numbers, even though it decreases significantly as you go up the, the scale and in, in numbers. But what they're looking for, it's it's kind of wild. I would go check it out on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it sounds cool. This is about all I'll say on it. But basically, the fact is there's some numbers in there that for some random reason will suddenly just spike way up into the millions when the number right before it and the number right after it don't. It may go up to like a thousand and then eventually tail down to the four to one loop. Because again, if it's even, if it's four, you divide by two, that's two. If you divide by two, that's one. Now it's odd. You multiply by three, you've got three, and then you add one and you're back at four. So everything ends up in this four to one loop. And they're trying to figure out, or I guess in the math sphere, they're saying, if you are trying to figure this out, you're crazy and you're not taken uh, as a real uh, mathematician, or at least you should focus on other problems first sure, and then come back to this. It's not a, not a problem that helps us send a, <laughs> a baseball size object to you know Pluto. Exactly, but it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty interesting. It's pretty funny to see how some of that. Is. And they're saying we could potentially find a number that goes on to infinity forever for some reason, or you could find a number that uh, that just becomes a loop that becomes like this nine or ten number loop. But anyway, go look, yeah. go look up YouTube three n plus one. It's like maybe a fifteen minute video. It's pretty yeah, interesting neat. if you're a math nerd. I am kind of a math nerd. All right. Uh, it's Veritasium is what you'll Veritasium. see. Veritasium. Cool. Yeah, man. What else? What, what, are you, what do you want to talk about? Dude, I think we got we to gotta jump into one of the big ones that showed up in the news, which is okay. uh, um, Apple announcing, or it, yeah. I think it was actually them announcing, but uh, that they are going to scan uh, iPhones and Macs, if I'm not mistaken, for Correct. evidence of child abuse yep. in, in images. I, I think this... Starting with I, iOS 15 I, and macOS Monterey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I didn't catch the releases because, you know, that's imagine Which are coming stuff. later this year. If, if you don't follow, <laughs> if you don't follow do the Mac OS stuff or, or iOS, no, that's good. Yeah, that's later this year. What, what's interesting is I think it's unfortunately, and I, I hesitate to even say it out loud publicly, but I think this is more dangerous than good. And, and I'm going to explain why I'm saying that it is an overreach from the way that the U S penal system functions, which is presuming everyone is guilty enough to rifle through their stuff to figure out whether or not they're actually guilty. Sure. And, and so while I love that it is intended to stop child abuse, which is horrible and inexcusable, and I, I think I would vacillate between all powers that be should be able to stop it, I am uncomfortable with the idea that any organization, especially one that can and will ultimately end up responding to legal requests, subpoenas, as an example, for data information that they may ultimately not be able to protect against. This is a very dangerous topic to dive into so aggressively. So Apple is just going to say, your photos are something we can look at. And we're starting with something that is so reprehensible that we don't think people are going to push back against it too hard. Child abuse. Right. But it doesn't have to stop there. The ones that do on Twitter are getting lambasted saying, well, uh, is that because you partake? Right. And and that's, (laughs) this is why it's it's such a dangerous precedent. It's, 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 it, because it, child abuse is terrible, horrible. Absolutely. hundred percent. It should be, should be stopped. And I will stop short of saying at all costs. And I, I wish it were, 
don't get me wrong, like philosophically, I would love for child abusers to just be caught and shut down at every possible turn. But where does it stop? Because it almost certainly doesn't stop at at images of child abuse. It will result in overreach. And I do not have enough faith in Apple or really any tech company or our government or other governments to not use this for other purposes, whether that's pictures in your house that include a lawn worker outside working in your your neighbor's yard and finding out that their their immigration status is not up to snuff. And and that's a bad example too, because I think a lot of people would say that's fine as well. Again, not intended to be a political argument at all. But my point is it won't stop here. It it's opening a door I don't think we want open. Well they're opening two doors at the same time. So they're also saying they're going to roll out tools that will will warn children and parents if the child sends or receives sexually explicit photos. That one I'm more okay with. Messages app. Right. As well, long all as I'm it's saying local it's not... and as long as it's not being given access to anything else, I, I like the idea of taking advantage of technology. I, I guess like... what I'm saying, yeah, but it's Go not, it, well, it's not just your photos. It's also your messages is, is what I was trying to get to there. Right. That... It, oh, I see. So, 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 and, and this is, this is, we've talked about this, the like Curtis Bunker is obviously a great person to have these conversations with, but yeah. when you start talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning and giving these very powerful devices in our palms, the ability to sift through all the data. So voice recognition, text recognition, sentiment analysis, image recognition, and make decisions repeatably and, and reliably on that data. Yeah. Then you can do an awful lot and and it might start good but it doesn't always end good and and there there are no lines drawn right now yeah. to, that says apple you may not use it this way ethically or otherwise right so i'm okay with the idea that a local engine capable of you know taking that you know reference a trained model and utilizing it at the edge you know using that inference model to warn a parent in in a relatively small closed loop ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? Child's device, parent's device, without Apple or Apple's cloud instances being involved and saying, hey, you might want to be aware of this content. I'm okay with that because of the parent-child relationship, but I'm not okay with it going past that loop out to Apple's cloud because children make mistakes all the time. It's what they should be doing in, in hopefully increasingly dangerous ways in the sense that the early mistakes they make, they should be given the latitude to make them so that when they are older, they do not make mistakes that have catastrophic consequences. Kids tend to make lots of mistakes that don't have catastrophic consequences. And that's how you learn. But opening this up to the world or big tech or the government or, or you know, protective agencies there's a lot more risk in that, I think. And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm okay with it going past that closed loop. So yeah. give, me, give me that inference, that capability at the edge. Give me that kind of warning locally. Don't put it in a cloud. Don't make it available to agencies, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I understand the intent here too. It's, they are trying to stop evil. Great. Really hard to stand on a soapbox and say, don't stop evil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I keep all of my photos, everything that I ever take, I just upload straight to my Dropbox. And there was a point where I was like, 
am I okay with this? I mean, and there's some pretty personal stuff in there in terms of like the birth of some of our children. That sure. Maybe be some pretty compromising photos. Uh, there's things like that. And, you know, we've just kind of agreed, well, I guess if someone really wanted those photos, it's fine. Uh, and I just have to assume that anything that you ever put on the internet could, you know, could potentially get, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to read this. And then my mind goes to, well, because I mean, my mind is the same sort of thought. Like if, if we can, if we can, you know, hang all child predators or whatever, great, fine, whatever, do it. Um, <laughs> hang. Oh, that's aggressive. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's I, I just say I'm not trying to but, make it political. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. That's my my gut response is probably like yeah. that too. I guess and I take a moment and I think is is that actually commensurate? I don't want to argue right. that. No, I know, I know. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get across my feelings on that. Yeah, you know, subject. no, I, I'm with Then you. my brain goes to well, if we have the ability to scan photos, what about the FBI most wanted list? What if we sure. could scan for faces? in all these yep. photos and immediately identify now they don't have to be on some public video camera that gets caught somewhere. Their friend, they could literally just be yeah. at a friend's house and they get caught in a photo. And, and now I we know exactly almost where guarantee that that's how this is, is going to end up the, working. Yeah. Number three on the FBI's mo most wanted list is going to get caught because uh, of this. Right. And then yeah. like, who's going to say no to that. Right. And then it's going to be, <laughs> and then it just kind of goes and you're just like, well, okay. I don't know. That's the interesting thing in my side of it. But yeah, it does feel like it's a it's a bit of a tainted conversation because it feels like nobody should argue oh. against trying to root out anybody involved in what's known as CSAM, child sexual yeah. abuse material. No, yeah, yeah, right. It's, no, I can you hear me now? I think I just yeah, dropped I audio for a minute. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I'm I'm with you, but I I actually think that's maybe why this is so irksome on the surface to me is that they started you they started this horse? initiative. I do. It feels like one. They started with something that they thought was so vile and reprehensible that the general public would say, you know what? I agree. We need that. But I guarantee you it doesn't stop here. And if Apple does it, then Google can start doing it. And if Google starts doing it, Amazon can do it in your cloud storage. Dropbox can do it in your cloud storage. And all of a sudden, all of your uploaded photos are going to be scanned for all the things. It will not stop at this in yeah. my opinion they will yeah, start looking for the fbi's most wanted and, and then do they and go they to will... guns and then when when guns sure. are outlawed now they're like oh there's a photo of somebody with a rifle we and, better go visit them and that's where <laughs> the the edge of this is i mean sure you I'm sure there's people rolling their eyes listening down. to this but well, sure you could take it down a dystopian path really easily sure. it's like yeah. it's it, the idea that Okay, so I've scanned all your images. I have this massive data lake. That's that's why I'll let you upload all your photos for free, Amazon and Google for that matter. And and so now we're going through this and the law changes and it says you can't have widget A without registering it. Yeah. Whatever well, it is. They already yeah, know. Take, then they just go, they guns. go like, they, pick, they retrain the inference yeah. model and then boom, everybody that had a picture gets a notification. It's like Hey, we know that you've got this. You you need to have it registered by September 13th, or you are a foul of the law. Uh, as an example, right? Yeah. And and it and it it is released as a public service, right? To help you stay in the letter of the law. 
Yeah. Hey, we saw <laughs> Whether, that you bought a motorcycle that you haven't registered, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm taking it to like an extreme, extreme. Of course. Down the road, but it's just like, wow, this is such a this is such a convenient tool. Why don't we use it for all these other things? It, and you I mean, know, the what? same sort of argument happened whenever police started scanning license plates. Yeah. They started using sure. imaging on on their uh, on their cruisers, so you could just go through parking lots. You could find a car that had uh, an owner that had a warrant out for the for arrest. Sure impound the car or whatever. But it, uh, but I like, think it all goes back to, like, at well, least in the United States, it goes back to the idea that the you have to have probable cause to start rifling through people's things. And we have done a pretty terrible job of establishing the same baseline for digital assets. This is just further erosion of baseline rights that people have to some kind of privacy, especially from a policing organization. It's, it's proactive policing, which isn't always a good thing, right? And and it it has downsides. The minority report was good. It was excellent. There were no problems. <laughs> no problems. The precogs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They tackled well, she, that guy yeah. before he murdered his wife. I mean, that's good. That it? Yeah, I can't argue <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> well, but did he murder his wife? Oh, they didn't need to. He thought he about didn't. it. Yeah, he thought about it. <laughs> And it's easier to arrest people for thinking bad things than doing bad things. So we should just get straight to that. No, I look, this is obviously a really interesting topic. And the the moral and ethical sides of it, I think, require a lot more conversation. But I feel less good than bad about the announcement that this is going to happen for for all the right reasons, I hope. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm literally okay with this resulting even in the interim uh, a reduction in child abuse. I think that's fascinating and, and awesome. Yeah. But I don't think it stops here because as we've said before, I do not trust the Apples and Googles and Amazons and Facebooks of the world and their government counterparts, whoever they may be, well, to and do the, the right thing them. perpetually. Correct. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm willing for them to like the thought experiment too in my head is, yeah, I'm willing to have them scan all my stuff if it pulls my, I mean, I've got four kids, right? And maybe they discover that my neighbor is into this and they come yeah. and arrest that person. Fantastic win. Huge. That's awesome. But when you see things like just earlier this week, Google had fired a hundred employees for their abuse of internal access to uh, customer data. Yeah, leveraging it to go after people they had vendettas against, um, to That's expose, crazy. yeah, to expose individuals that they maybe just had some argument with, you know, and they had a friend falling out, and where they got kicked out of their their apartment with this other person or something, and then they go and they they expose them and and dox them or do terrible things or whatever. Yeah. Like the people inside these companies that are allowed to do this are also human, you know, and are also going to be yep. whatever. So. It's a lot of power. It's a lot it of power lot. in it's one place. It, and, and, and the other one too is, you know, I would be really curious. One, I, d I don't think that they can, the hope would be that they're only going to go after the most egregious, you know, offenders. I think, think about family photos and, pictures of children yeah. in bathtubs and stuff like that. They, they, I know that if you read the letter school? of the law, then there's probably no problem with that. I, I'm thinking specifically in my case, I forget, it was probably like a month or six ago. My youngest son, and I still don't know what the context was, ended up in my kitchen sink naked eating a rib, like, like, a, like a smoked rib, sure. right? And he, he's standing in the sink, buck naked, and I walk in and I see this 
eating this rib, which yeah. I think was just in reach of the sink. And he like looks over his shoulder at me and just gets this total, you know, grin, goofy yeah. looking. And, and of course, I pull my phone out. I take a picture. Yeah. And like, you can't, you can't see that's, anything except for his right. naked little butt. But well, that's a private family experience. Exactly. It, right? it was they, a private family yeah. moment. Uh, obviously, I, th I think if it were leaked to the wrong parts of the internet, that would probably fall into a bad category. But I think a lot of parents have those kind of photos. My concern isn't necessarily that, that that's going to get caught by Apple. Well, it's not because I don't use Apple devices. Well, you're not but, an Apple. But 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 if when it gets to everybody else, because again, this is just the first. If, if it happens and continues, then it doesn't stop at Apple. But even the idea that I would get a notice or they would automatically purge that photo or law enforcement would get a note that says, hey, send CPS out there, make sure he's not always naked in a sink eating ribs, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like where, where does it end? And, and I hope I'm, I'm making this, I'm dumbing it down a little bit on purpose, but the, the concept doesn't have clean lines. No, but that Even would trigger. Apple but says that it right does. there would trigger. Yeah, it would. It would trigger the scanning tool. It would say, right. "Here is a child. This is a naked child. This is a photo of it." Yep. Do you remember when that happened in in uh, in eighth grade? There was a gym teacher that I guess was that was sent a family photo like that. Like it was. It, it ended the way it was explained to us, but that there was a situation just like remember. what you described. And I guess they were at their computer and they and they opened their email and looked at it or something like that. And then another student had walked by. And they saw ah. it and reported them and it became this whole thing. And that person went on administrative leave and it was Is like, that our oh, science no, teacher? A, I thought it was one of our gym teachers. Okay. No, That's I'm not I remembering it. Then. I was recalling, but maybe okay. it was a science teacher. I don't remember. I, I was thinking it was a gym teacher, but yeah. Anyway, All that to say, yeah, if, uh, if, if Apple tries this and it ultimately gets shut down in the courts, which I would, I genuinely would hope that that's what happens. Maybe in the interim, we catch a lot of bad people too. So I'm okay yeah. with the experiment, I suppose. I just don't, I don't like how slippery this slope is. Yeah. We need to keep the hand on the e-brake for yeah. sure. Um, because two years from now. Yeah. What, how long is the list of things are going to be scanning for? Because yeah. again, like back to the FBI most wanted list, who am I to, to try to, you know, harbor fugitives. And again, same example. Let's, if a fugitive is living next door to me, if he's the guy let's that's be playing clear the drums here too. next door to me, then A, we get an FBI most wanted person off the list. And B, sure. we get the drummer. He's not in your, not in your hood anymore. Out, out from next door. That And I, I'm a drummer myself, so like nothing against drummers, but it's just kind of a half joke for people that maybe live next to a somebody who's playing the drums all the time. And they're like, yeah, good, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Friday jokes. Trying no, to keep it lighthearted here. I know that was good because it's not very lighthearted right now. No, but I, I think I think the other thing that people should probably be aware of is that while they're saying they're scanning for that, I guarantee you they're not. They're scanning for a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. They, they are, they they are learn. almost certainly going to be scanning for the FBI's most wanted. It's facial recognition at the scale of every photo everyone has ever yeah, taken. And they right? just won't like, tell you. No, they just no, won't they're, tell they're, you. They'll they're, just start catching them. <laughs> you you nailed the phrasing. They're Trojan horsing this entire concept in through something they don't think that you won't update your iPhone for, which uh, is yeah, you don't really have an option. I mean, yeah, that too. The phone, like less, I bet less than one. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to update your you're going to update your device, and it's going to have the ability. It's going to right. happen. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. like I said, slippery slope. Yeah. I, I I get the premise. I have the emotional response to the idea of going after that group of people and, and it being a positive thing. But 
I think I recognize just how dangerous the premise is and I, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is. All, we're already like at the end of our time. Do you have to go? Yeah, no, we, we went off. No, I get, I get a, I get a soft stop at nine. So we sh- we could okay. talk about a couple more well, topics. You can just Let's try to, record, try to make it lighthearted. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, so let, me, let me ask you this then. So I saw somebody complain about the use of slippery slope on Twitter the other day. They're like, I hate the use of that term. Either you've gone off the cliff or you haven't. It's not a slippery what? slope, which I thought no, about. And I'm like, it's no, a that's false dichotomy. Yeah, that's just trying to set up that there's only two answers to a question. You're on the cliff. You're off the cliff. That's <laughs> exactly. not how that works. Okay. Thank you. Just want to make sure I wasn't crazy because people yeah, love it, to do that. It's a fallacy. It, yeah. Slippery slopes can be fallacies too. I mean, that's, that's kind of where that starts. The stuff starts is that you can, you can, you know, you make a, you make a, a poke at something and it it's dangerous because then you have to keep making assumptions to prop it up. But yeah, it, false dichotomies are a, a super common, especially I think on the internet where anonymity and, and people tend to be a little more strong in their statements. This idea that there are only two answers to a question, like do or do not, or yeah. uh, you know, uh, either crypto succeeds and goes to the moon, or, or you know, goes to zero, right? And, and I'm yes, that's a shot at you, by the way. But <laughs> well, I believe that. I I would not say I appreciate the shot. I think that's hilarious. I, I was going to let you finish that, but um, that's just a situation that I believe. I do not yeah, believe that every situation is that. No, I, just I know. Think it is but but I don't a, think I don't think yeah. most situations are that. And that's no, no, the no, thing no, is no, that no. there are no. only two ways these things happen, right? No, like, it was me just there coming are to the realization. Thousands of intermediary points yeah. that that hell could level out indefinitely. Crypto is not going to sit at a one point you know six trillion dollar market cap indefinitely. It's either going to die in a fire through regulation. <laughs> Or you know, disuse or whatever. It, something else comes along and does whatever it is we're trying to do better, um, or it will see adoption on a much larger scale, and it will 10, 20, 50, 100,000 fold um, uh, growth from where yeah. it's at. And it's an interesting prediction because if you made it three years ago, then you would have gotten your hundred percent growth and or thousand percent growth, whatever it was, and and maybe yeah. we're just at equilibrium now. So you don't know. <laughs> no, I'm it saying could, it could get, it could stay no, flat. No, I'm saying even knowing that, I'm saying <laughs> no, it right now. But yeah. I know, and and I, I I think I tend to agree. I don't. I actually don't agree that it would go to zero. I think it's here to stay. It's going to be around for a long time. But That's let's not go down that point. rabbit hole. That's also part of my point. Is I, I'm trying to force the hand. Like this is what we talked about the other day. Yeah, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but it's basically people that are saying that it's going to die. Then it's like fine, bet against it, short it. Right. Put your money where your mouth is and short it. And then you bring up the great point of, well, you have to know like when you got to know the timing of it yeah, in order yeah. to be able to short Shorting it. requires timing. Knowledge. But, perfect. Perfect knowledge of timing is fairly important. But either way, <laughs> the, the point that I'm trying to put across is that I believe that it'll either die in a fire or it'll grow. And most people would say it's not going to die in a fire. Oh, Therefore, see, now my certainty, my certainty is a 100% correct and doesn't look like that because it's either going to go down a little bit or a lot stay flat or go up a little bit or a lot and that is my prediction <laughs> you list all five of, hey, <laughs> go down all the way why can't why can't i do that or and it's going to do it at some point in time possibly <laughs> all three nailed it <laughs> all right well, what else you got to talk about well I'll, I'll show you my ta later <laughs> the rainbow dinosaur the stegosaurus rider. pattern yeah, yeah rainbow stegosaurus that's right. Up and to the right at the end, by the way. Um, Virgin Galactic set a price for their space seats. What? Did you see that? No, I did not. Yep. Tell me. They, uh, Tell me more. They, How much they, do I have to uh, I'm not going to do uh, do it. $450,000 is the starting price, uh, which is 
an My expected tiny increase from the roughly two hundred grand the that they, they charged. <laughs> <laughs> Just sell Welcome my home and then go get one flight on Virgin Galactic. Money printer go brr. Yep. Um sorry, I talked Yeah, so so that was their part. announcement. The starting price, four hundred and fifty grand, uh, which I guess was an expected increase over the, the initial um two hundred grand price that they had I guess charged recently because or started charging. Grand is what two hundred grand is worth that now. Like yeah, that's, buy, that's quite possible. If you want to buy two hundred thousand dollars worth of eggs <laughs> and milk and bread, it's four hundred and fifty thousand dollars now. <laughs> no, seriously, like go look at go look at a home that original that cost no, two hundred thousand yeah. dollars four years Lots ago. Lots of things are doing the homes, though, but inflation hasn't been that bad. No, I'm joking. Sorry, let's tone down the joke. We're still missing but that that velocity sure. that velocity part. Bread doesn't cost enough yet, but I am curious to see where all of that goes. I do enjoy the speculation around homes being where lots of money got parked, therefore basically where we saw some inflation happen. But I think there are a lot of other factors there, not to go down a completely other rabbit hole that would be unfunny, but you know, we still have a moratorium on uh, foreclosures and evictions right now in most parts of the United States. That's going to drive prices up. We still oh, have enhanced... Unemployment insurance, which means people are able to pay for homes that perhaps they would not have been able to otherwise through paying their mortgage, perhaps the intent of those programs. But all of these things contribute to home prices going up. And then there is very, very low interest rates, which means people are looking at buying more home than they used to be able to look at buying. And couple that with all of our work from anywhere sort of systems that are happening right now. And you have people wanting to move out of downtown metropolitan areas into suburbs and they're looking uh, you know, to all the same places. So there, there's a whole lot of factors that drive up temporarily or otherwise home prices right now that aren't just money printer go burr, but. Yeah. I didn't realize there was still a moratorium on evictions. And in a lot of places. Yep. It's, what about uh, uh, mortgage payments? That, that whole deal. I mean, is it, uh, I don't know if those is completely, but but I think it yeah. it all yeah it all links right. If the bank can't um, can't kick foreclose you on and, your property and yeah. kick you out of the house, then they, it it behooves them to find terms that are mm-hmm. amenable because <laughs> they don't have an alternative. Yeah. So I would guess that there's still lots of uh, you know, COVID related uh, bank finagling when it comes to mortgages too. So I'm let's not an expert to- there. It's just stuff I've read about. Let's go back to the Virgin Galactic stuff. When are they going to start yeah. offering that, or is it? Like, are they going? When are they going to? The ticket reopening comes on the heels of Branson's successful flights. Uh, let's see, it'll carry four passengers. Starts flying individual customers in late 2022. Wow! So I'm assuming you can get your tickets now. So, uh, so ticket sales have been closed since a fatal accident in 2014. Gosh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. So apparently there was a fatal accident in 2014 during a test flight, um, and they they stopped selling tickets uh, after his successful flight here in July, just short month ago, basically on the 11th. Uh, so they're targeting late September for the first revenue generating mission. Hmm. Unity 23 uh, is the research payloads. Yeah, Italian Air Force. I have seen some of that. Do they serve um, you a meal? Doubt it. They're probably taking advantage of the fact that the major airlines aren't doing that now. <laughs> Competition, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'd want to serve meals for the puke factor. <laughs> yeah, no. I, mean, I got to I gotta assume it's a little higher in that one. <laughs> yeah. But but for 450 grand, they better have beverage service. 
<laughs> so a uh, mass of roughly a thousand prospective customers uh, place thousand dollar deposits will be next in line. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Uh, I'm seeing if they actually have a date for it. Follow up for every. Nope. Yeah, just no it doesn't say exactly when it's going to open up. It will just open up to that uh, list of early hand raisers. Cool. Cool. Awesome, man. Very hey, cool. do you have do you have Twitter Spaces on your phone? Do you have I it don't. on Android now? No, uh, I don't know if it's on Android, but I don't have it. Oh, I thought it was up. Okay, well, whatever. It might they, be uh, there. I just don't have it. Yeah, they just launched. Or, or uh, is it in the Twitter app? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's in the Twitter app. Yeah. Oh, I don't top, know if I like, have it. Where then. the fleets were. Okay. Were fleets? Uh, are fleets gone? Yeah, fleets are gone. They left uh, two days ago. I'm shocked. Yeah, that's why I said, hmm, fleets. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Uh, let me see Twitter what do you call it spaces spaces yeah it's up at the top um, well you, it's up at the top if you're trying to join one but if you want to start a space then you're going to hit the little uh, like the little feathered pen that where you're going to write a tweet you hold that down and then you can send uh, an audio thing or start a spaces or do a tweet whatever. spaces yep it's there nice you have it okay cool because they just enabled a feature uh, co-host features so I saw that yeah, yeah. add up to 10 speakers yeah, well, the the, okay. the thing was, but it's, thing yeah, they, it's a host first, not. Yeah, the thing that they didn't have is, you had all these people that were hosting Twitter Spaces that were mm. acting as co-hosts, but really only one person could bring people on to quote the stage, right, or bring people live as a speaker. But now, now you can have um, uh, a co-host that can help you do that. That can either boot people or bring people up on or whatever, right? So it's cool. We we should try to do a Spaces thing. I, I'm still trying yeah. to figure out how could we do the sure. show. Do it live on Twitter or Twitch, or uh, I was watching I'll somebody the other day. Bro. They're they're broadcasting. I've got to figure out how we can. He's he's broadcasting something, and I haven't seen this before. But it was it was like it was using Periscope or something, and it was a live video inside Twitter. Cool. And he's clicking and pulling up people asking questions coming from either like YouTube or like a live Instagram feed, like Instagram TV or whatever it was. And he's also broadcasting it live to Twitter and maybe to Twitch. I, I've got to go see what kind of platform that thing is because if we have a way of doing that, that'd be a really fun way to do the show where you get maybe more interactivity with um, uh, with listeners, right? Or people that just want to drop in, like maybe rather than trying to go into Spotify and launch the app and and listen to this show, they can drop in at any point when it's live because it just shows up at the top of you know your your uh, your tweet page or. Uh, over to YouTube or whatever, and you get yeah. a feed of questions that are coming in or comments based on the topics and all that kind of fun stuff. Seems cool. like that'd be a really, really neat thing to do. Um, I'm just going to go figure out the right tools to do it. But anyway, yeah. Cool. Twitter Spaces introduces the co-host feature and more. I like they it. Add, they added some other yeah, things. we'll have to give it a shot. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm in. I'm game. Yeah. Now that I see that, that I can do it, that's great too. I love the interactivity with the audience and I, and I, Dude. I want it to be more of a community thing rather than just us talking. I want it to be like a, a, a large, you know, breakfast table rather than just me, you and Russ. Uh, sure. So I'm trying to figure out how to, to do that more and more, but. Dude, yeah. The market very much liked that space is charging for that. Isn't that, that's the stock SPCE Virgin oh, Galactic. You're talking yeah. For Virgin Galactic. Holy cow. Did it go up a bunch? It is. It's up like 20% this week. Wow. And it's Not tearing as much right as now. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, arguably just as volatile too. Cool. That's fun. I got to go look that up. 
what is there? What's their uh, what's their stock ticker? Space SBCE. Yep. There it is. Virtual Galactic Holdings. It's still well below its high. It went. Uh, it went on oh, quite the geez, tear yeah, a while it, back. It, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they printed new shares after one of their peaks in that 52. But this range, morning, there's so a massive, massive amount of volume, and then yeah. jump in price. Yeah. And they. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a that's a fun one. Neat one to, to track. Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, you got any other news? No, nah, man. Shut it down. Let's go do our Friday. I like it. Um, would love would love people's comments thoughts on uh, on the news we shared today. Um, it's, it's weird. Like, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Ooh, wait. Thoughts. I got I got one other thing, uh, okay. and this will be quick. So, uh, Nest uh, Google's Nest cameras, right? Um, I bet they announced new new cameras coming out. I guess at the end of this year, but they announced that they will be able to record without a subscription. And I saw that on the surface. I actually got a little excited, not because I have Nest Cams. I do not, and I probably will not. But I'm pumped because it's a big player starting to move, I think, in the right direction. And then when I read the details, I found out it's only a it's like a three-hour rolling window that they'll they'll allow recording, and it's only like local to SD cards on the camera. Ugh, which again, that. step in the right direction. I know. But but it also what gets me about this is that it it kind of hints at okay, charging you a subscription for a camera you paid a lot of money for that is more than capable of recording locally, we're going to artificially hold that back so that you pay us this, this annual subscription or monthly subscription, or whatever. So I think that's crappy behavior in general. But it, now it's like this weird half step where it's like, all right, yeah, it's your camera. And obviously it's streaming across your network, why you couldn't capture that and record it in whatever way you want. Right. Um, they're limiting to just the SD card. But I'm hoping that it's a step towards manufacturers of these, you know, much more popular, you know, streaming cameras to just let people use them the way they want. And I say this because I don't think it's a very big risk to the Googles of the world, because I don't think very many people operate like I do with a NAS sitting off to the side, ready to record that kind of video. And I would just as soon be able to pick their cameras, providing them revenue, which I would do if it weren't for the damn subscriptions. Right. So why not just open it up? Most people aren't going to do what I'm going to do, but I'd be far more likely to buy their cameras if they did that. And I think the answer is, well, they corner a lot of people into paying the subscription costs. Correct. But this is an acknowledgement that sliding away from that might be a good idea to capture more revenue. It's like, just open the dang thing up. Let people go for that. A lot of people will. A lot of people like having it in your app on your thing, which that's fine as far as I'm concerned. Like having all of the fringe benefits of a Google Nest app and what that comes with simplicity of getting to the video stream, whatever. But let me use a Nest Cam to record to my NAS, accessing it however I want. And Correct. and you're still you get both. You get both buckets. I just I don't understand the you must use it this way sort of mentality. Anyways, I think it's a step in the right direction. I was pumped to see it, but yeah. we're not there yet. Yeah. So all right, that's all I got. And I guess cool. that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for listening, y'all. I know this is a long one. Hopefully you enjoyed some of the philosophical debate. It was not as lighthearted as I think Aaron wanted it to be. And maybe I should apologize for that. But these topics are deep and dense. And you can noodle on that all weekend. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Bye, y'all. Booyah, Grandma.